Hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm Jason Moore from MakingStarWars.net, and we got like this Brady Bunch thing going on today because I was got old man, old man Force Ghost Rob, and we got best Bestman from Best Toonie, and then Mr. Azatur. Hello. Who's how's it going, Azatur? How's it going, Bestman? How's it going, everybody? Are you sure that isn't Moff Gideon after the fire? Hmm. <laughs> I, I I I saw a picture this week of um of uh Mark Hamilton from the band Ash with uh George Lucas. And in that picture, I think he might be your father. He's about he's it's, a, it's about your age, and you guys look like you could be brothers in that in that picture. So if you're wondering, he might owe you some child support, just saying. But uh <laughs> That's a truth. It's like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> but um, yeah, so there was a uh, an article that went up on Bestman Bulletin dot cam, and um, where he was covering the hot mic, who's not a guy. Contrary to popular opinion, hot mic is a different thing. That's a different guy. I watched that hot mic. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm going to let you read the article. But I just okay. want to say, Spreezy can't help himself. Like, like they go through all this info, and then right at the end, yes. Spreezy shows up and asks them for the shit they already talked about. Like, <laughs> it's the best. That's our Spreezy. <laughs> they were clearly annoyed. <laughs> Easy, squeezy, Chris, Spreezy. At least he tried. You know? He did try, but he should... He should watch the episode. Like, I don't know. He, he texted me and he said, what question should I ask it, Ask them? And I told him to ask Jeff Snyder if he had a good chicken tortilla recipe. But he apparently did not. chicken dinner and then you went chicken tortilla. That's crazy. Chicken right? tortilla. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be healthy right now, you know? Right, let's get into Star Wars news. What we got? All right. What we got? <laughs> John Boyega rumored to return in the Star Wars New Jedi Order movie. Pre-production to begin in August. And then right here we got Doctor Finn and Doctor Ray and uh, Captain Chewbacca in the back. I think that's their official names. And if you read Bestman Bulletin, you could support him on Coffee because um, you know you're cool. All right. So in March of last <coughs> in March of last year, Jeff Snyder via the Angler broke the lost scrut lost. I can't read today. Broke that lost scribe Damon Lindelof was running a Star Wars movie. In the months that followed, it was reported by various outlets that the project had found a director in Ms. Marvel's Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, um, had a writer's room assembled, and that the project was being co-written by counterpart Justin Britt Gibson. Snyder, the journalist that broke the initial news on Lindelof, provided various updates in those months too, including that an unknown male actor of color was on board the project in a leading role and that the actor in question came attached to the project's um, early days. We never found out who that mystery actor was. It was, uh, it was Samuel L. Jackson um, with names such as Brian Tyree, Henry bullet train, Yaya Abdul Mateen two Aquaman mentioned in speculation. However, according to Jeff Snyder on the latest episode of the hot Mike podcast, uh, that mystery actor is no longer attached to the project due to the story changes in the script following the, de the departure of Damon Lindelof. So I need some water. I don't know why. I need some water today. It makes life grow. It has electrolytes. 
All right. So Jeff Snyder says, whoever it was, that person is no longer attached to the project, and it's mainly due to the story changes that they threw out Damon Lindelof's script and brought in Stephen Knight. And whoever that actor was is no longer attached. <clears throat> so, so okay, so we lost an actor who we never knew who it was. So gonna gonna miss you. Barely knew you. So it's unsurprising that the talent that came attached to the project due to Damon Lindelof's involvement have departed the film following his exit and likely delay in production. Original rumors regarding film pointed towards a summer start. Yeah, that, that's what I had originally heard was that this was going to be in summer. But new reports claim that filming will begin in February following the creative shakeup, which says Lindelof and Brett Gibson exited the project in, in February after turning in a script and being replaced by E Blinders creator Stephen Knight. Snyder reaffirmed that the film was still aiming to release in December 2025, and which has been reported before and after the Lindelof exit and that Lucasfilm are looking to begin pre-production this August and likely won't be casting until around that time. <clears throat> so we we were hearing, he was hearing it's going to start in February, now he's hearing it's going to start in August. It's actually kind of a good sign? No, he, or was that, was that, was no, that he, correct? No, so he was going to stop filming this summer, so pre-pro would have started now, essentially. Yeah. Whereas February next year is when it's going to start filming. Like, oh, okay. Like the actual production kicks off, but it pre-pro begins in August. Got it. Um, got it. Which is he says we'll get cast in around a similar time. Right. That's where they're like like drawing pictures of of, of Ray and be like, this is this is Ray's Jedi gym and stuff like that. Okay, got it. So I'm told that we've been so this is a quote. I'm told that we've been saying all along that Charmino Bay project, I guess, is no longer the Damon Lindelof project, the Stephen Knight and SOC project. <clears throat> the movie that releases this, that Lucasfilm releases in December 2025 and had to that I am told that production, pre-production will start in August. And so casting will start around then. They may be making lists right now at Lucasfilm for who they want in that movie, but I don't think they've gone out to any talent and I don't think they they will until after the summer. I would expect answers before Labor Day and that's Jeff Snyder. I know that quote is messy, but that is mm -hmm. not me. That is his exact words. Like that's, that's fair. me being an idiot. That is Yeah. You, no, no, that, that's that's a that's a that's a whole thing. I mean like like a whole debate. Like in in ethnography, you know, when you're doing it, do you write the quote down specifically as they say it? Do you fix it? Do you leave it? Do you change what they mean? If they say you slang, do you, you know what I mean? Like, like oh, how far do you go? Nobody's ever been able to figure that out. I appreciate you just putting the actual data there. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the a, data. It's a, free, it's a free chat between him and John. So that's just him mm -hmm. speaking, you know? Mm -hmm. like it's yeah. Not, yeah. Not like he was in front of a podium. Oh, no. It's just that people always, like when I cover <laughs> Snyder quotes, a lot of people like message saying like it's written horribly. Like yeah. The quote. I'm like it's just what he says. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah th that's that's how pe people people don't speak in paragraphs, you know, necessarily. Mm. Um, so, though Snyder <laughs> mentions we shouldn't expect casting updates on the project until later this summer, one name that's been announced is Daisy Ridley, or, or sorry, Ridley. I believe it's a not Ridley. Daisy Motherbrain, not Daisy Motherbrain. I, I think it's Dicey Rid. Dicey Ridley 
is her is her true name, uh, who's returning to the role on of Ray Skywalker in the flick that's set 15 years after the events of Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, and we'll see um, the her creating a new Jedi Order. Though Snyder adds that from what he's heard, Ridley will not be the lead in the film, and that's that's what we originally thought too. But they were mm-hmm. really selling it as if she was the lead in the film, and I was a little bit suspicious, you know. I'm like, and that's why I started going like, I wonder if I wonder if uh, if um, Lindelof left because they wanted her to be like like the the, the protagonist and. He's like, ah, I can't not do that. And that was it. But anyways, but a supporting character will be the elite. Another sequel trilogy cast member fans have speculated about regarding um, an appearance in the film is that of John Boyega, whose character Finn hinted at having the force in the rise of Skywalker. Boyega's name has yet to be attached to the project, but Jeff Snyder's hot mic co-host, John Roca revealed on the latest episode of their show that according to his, his sources Boyga will be returning to the role to the role of Finn in the untitled New Jedi Order movie. So this is the John Roca quote. I'll tell you this, I'm John Roca. I'll break this for myself. He didn't he didn't say he was John Roca. I said that. Uh, according to the, to some sources that I know, a couple of sources different sources have reached out to me because of this show, The Hot Mic. And according to them, and what they've been hearing is, John Boyega will be coming back for this movie, and that's what I've heard. What I'm here, what I've been hearing from a couple of my sources, trusted people that I know, says John Roca. So trusted people that I know. trust, top men. Uh, Roca, who's I not, hear, I can hear John saying it when you speak. Uh, Roca, who's not built the reputation of reliable reports that Jeff Steiner has just yet. No shared that the sources who told him this information had previously told them accurate details regarding James Gunn's DC Studios slate. And it was just a handful of weeks ago that Roka shared information pertaining to Lucasfilm on his show mm-hmm. that his co-host, Jeff Snyder, had also heard. So if Roka's words are to be believed, then it it's offers a very exciting update for the Shermaine Obey Chinoy flick and will likely be an update that fans looking forward to the project will celebrate and we'll, without question, draw about more excitement to the project. And then you can follow Bespin's um, socials there. Yeah. Do you think SOC will have Poe die on a bridge and 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 Finn and Ray will not actually meet Wait, together? In the SOC? Series? Wait, who's SOC? <laughs> oh, Shermaine. Uh, Shermaine. Shermaine Okay. Yeah, I cannot. I, <coughs> they're calling her that, so I can call her that. It's just easier for me. I don't know. I feel like I'm calling her Sock. Oh, we call me Sketchcraft. I make my name easy. If you guys had to pronounce my last name, you'd be fucking it up left and right. I'm just being considerate. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just saying. Do you think? Do you think they'll make any of those those JJ well, JJ well, decisions? The, the the thing is, is that yeah, this this film is 15 years later. So if we need context, three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. That's five times the Clone Wars. That's five times Star Wars. Five times the Clone Wars, Star Wars years. So um, shit can be on like anything that we could imagine if they want it to be. Clone Wars was was five but then, years, but had fifteen years worth of content. So there mm-hmm. was thirty years worth of content in these fifteen years we haven't even seen yet, right? Right. No. It, well, if you want to look at it like if you want to look at it from Return of the Jedi 
it's a it's it's from Return of the Jedi to um you know we're six years out with Mando after Return of the Jedi, and so we got like double that. So so there's so point being, if it was a TV series, she would have gone through what six or seven seasons worth of content probably. <laughs> we just want to look at it in those dumb arbitrary numbers. Favreau so, content or Bad Batch content? Uh, Favreau content. Okay. You've never seen the Bad Batch? Don't comment on it, you fucking poser. I have. I watched the first you season. Fucking, no, fuck no, you. We got the videos watch, to prove it. I was on the show, Jason. We got the videos to prove. You watched select episodes. You started mid-season. I watched eight of the 16 episodes. That's pretty good. That's bulk, pretty of, good. bulk of the series. Bulk of the series. Oh, I, I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm telling you, you wasted your time. But I'm letting you know you wasted I did, your time. Which is why I refused to watch it ever again. That's fair. <laughs> I went through the first the, the two seasons, and there's only nine non-filler episodes in both. So, yeah, that's that's actually what it's like. I actually have a theory about that. Without getting too sidetracked, Bad Batch basically they write an episode that's like a core important one, then they write a second throwaway episode that goes either before or after that episode using the content and assets of it, and then so it's like they get kind of a freebie, not exactly a freebie, but a discounted episode off of that important one. And then they're like, look, we made 16. Yeah, you should have just made eight. But uh, anyways, uh, what I was going to say was we're not showing our display names. There we go. But um, no. yeah, so so a lot's going to happen. And we do end with, I mean, I it's I know it's more than, I mean, we, we've all seen the movie. It's more than hinted at. It's literally a plot point at the end, I'd say. That he has the force, which is how he how how Finn knows how, where to where to hit the very end. He's using his intuition, and uh, so he. It's because he's Bob kid. Well, there's right? like there's like two or there's like two or three ways you could go and take it. At the end of the day, though, he just fucking died. <laughs> That'd be fucked up. Yeah. Finn just fucking yeah. died. Yeah, he, he had heart palpitations, like from Palpatine. When Palpatine died, the palpitations took him down. Like that would just be dumb. So they, so I don't think they're going to have Finn die. Uh, they get Luke Skywalker is ass. Finn's missing. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, Finn is also doing the same shit as Ray. So it's like, and I feel like that's the pop choice. The has, more has he told her this his secret yet? That he loves her, He's or that is that he has the force? I don't know. He never said what it was. I mean, well, the movie it was ended. Gonna... He never said it. Like I just yeah. At one curious. point, so he... for, for a time, it was going to be that he fucking loves her, and then it became I got the force. And so before we die, I need to tell you I have the force too. She's like, what the fuck? Use the force, bitch. It's like save us then. Um, but uh, so like yeah, I, I I saw this like the well number one the response to everything. Whenever Star Wars fans have like a week where they all didn't like something, they all act crazy. They act like fucking monsters. And luckily, a Star Wars video game comes out this week or like in a week, and then we get to like go on to 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 the next thing. It will reset the conversation for better or worse. I have no idea. I haven't played it yet, but it's gonna it's gonna at least like that will take up that next future. But until now, you could say anything about Star Wars and people are going to be like, I want to fucking kill you. And you're just like, okay, whatever, man. Whatever, bro. That's usually what I get from the comments. Like, but that's but but that's, that's how, how that's what the response was to 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 this. Like a, a lot of people were just like, no shit. And I, I was thinking about yeah. it and I was like, man, I was like, number one, I'm not saying anybody's faking anything or I'm not trying to suggest that anybody is. But I started imagining I got the story. And I was like, fuck, almost, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't on this one. 
Because if you go and you say something that people think is a given, then they just say you fucking made it up. But it's like the actual like value in it is somebody either you trust or you don't trust telling you that. Like, like I would say, for instance, like when I some people who hear what I had to say when I saw Mads Mikkelsen was Thrawn, they were like, "Okay, now I know. Now I believe it." And I wasn't the first person to say it, but I was just like, "Now I know empirically with these peepers, Mikkelsen's Thrawn. Trust me." And like so, like that. That so, if you if you're a, a Roka fan, if you if Roka's not you know taking you in wrong places in the past, or you trust Roka, then this is great news because it means that it's. In your opinion, I believe it's he happening. was told that, and I, I don't. Make up yeah, I, make up scoops. I, I, I'm I'm new. I, I'm I'm new to the to to the uh, rogue. I've known Jeff Snyder through Twitter, like not known him like friends or anything, but I've known like I've seen his stuff for years. But I wasn't familiar with with uh, Roka, so I don't have like I don't have like a true take on it. You know, I'm just like okay, and then I'm like he's friends with the guy that's saying all of the, the shit that's panning out, so that counts for a little something, I would think. You know, just yeah, I mean, just he, he may, may or may not be right, but I believe yeah. he was told that. Yeah. You know? My my thing, like with um, and this is once again, isn't fucking throwing shade at him or anything like that. That's not what I'm doing. It's just like like I I've heard a lot of stuff over the years from like Disney people that would tell me accurate things about what's happening or what they intend to happen, and then so it's like the my question about that I would love to like ask is like yeah, but was that like like your opinion like of course we're gonna do that or was that like uh we've met with him like how like where are you coming at this from you know what i mean like 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 i knew they disney wants kenobi too but kenobi too apparently isn't happening because lucasfilm doesn't want kenobi too at this time or doesn't have that aha like here's the here's the concept we're going forward so disney's like yeah do that that made us money we know that's a, that's that's the pop idea, you know. And uh, yeah, but you know what that reminds me of when they when Disney decided to make that Return of Jafar four million dollar direct to video sequel to Aladdin, and it made as much money as Aladdin. And then you were like, "Hey, look, that's what people want." And then you got a million sequels. Mm-hmm. So just because it makes money doesn't mean it's the best thing for the series. Like uh, like Avatar. I'm kidding, Rob. I'm kidding. I'm just I'm going to see. Rob. I'm, going to see I'm just kidding. All. I'm just I kidding. They're all equally I'm the same. So excited. No, I, I, I saw all equally the same. So if you hated the first one, you probably yeah. hate the second one. Like it's not like, <laughs> I, I, not like no. they gave you the cheap four million dollar version of Avatar right to DVD, which would be interesting to see in a fucked up no, way. No, I, I, I made the joke because I wanted to like tell you this 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 fun fact that I read. And like, you know, the last Marvel movies haven't done stellar, but it's like I guess like Avatar's made like like as much as like the four Marvel movies, like the last four Marvel movies. So it's like Avatar for Disney, that's going to be uh, a, a huge priority. And um, and that's what I started to, to wonder about. Like, as I saw that, I was like, fuck, Disney's got to be like, nah, Cameron, don't take an extra year. Just keep making them. Just keep going, baby. Let's run this shit into the ground. And because uh, they don't really care, they just want to get. The they cash. built the Avatar theme park before the Star Wars theme park. I'm just just putting. That fuck out. you! What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Wait, what are you getting at, bro? <laughs> and they're building another one in LA, so you you'll be able to go. Uh, That's just another okay. reason for me to uh, go back. Then I'm gonna go there See? and blue myself. Um. Yeah. Blue. No. It's <laughs> yes. Uh. What do you call it? Uh. 
No, no, but but point being is that there was a lot of talk, like because like these movies, like this this first one that were the Ray film, as we're calling it, even though she's not the protagonist, apparently, um, that's going to be a, the the twenty twenty five film. But there's been rumors in the trades that twenty twenty six could see the Filoni film then, and uh, just an opinion is that if the Filoni film won't hit unless Avatar moves, it doesn't make a lot of sense or comes sometime enough time what the july, that, <clears throat> the july. I, I think the 2026 thing is if they need to move the 2025 date to summer of 2026 or 20 mm-hmm. that's that's my guess yeah but uh like and, and then like out, mm-hmm. sorry cranking out a movie using the disney plus cruise would not do well for them theatrically uh, you would hear about it you know it would That's... it wouldn't look too far far away from what you see with Love and Thunder and Ant Man, where you're like, "Hey, everyone's on a set down mm-hmm. in Manhattan Beach," you know, <laughs> and we could tell. Like, I don't. Is don't that really what you that trouble? Is that what you're expecting, Bespin? I expect them to, you know, use the volume for it. I think they'll keep it in tone with the series that came before. Yeah, you know, well, I like but... to talk about the volume, Bes- Bespin, right? Because mm-hmm. I was listening to Hugo's Desk the other day, the podcast Hugo's Desk. They were going over Ant-Man, Quantumania. And uh, it's two guys. One's a visual effects compositor. <coughs> it's Hugo. And then the other guy is uh, Australian or New Zealand. He's a visual effects journalist. So they were talking about the volume. Uh, and their friends who've worked on Ant-Man, Mandalorian, the Batman, uh, off camera, right? Because like, ah, we don't want to come mm-hmm. on the camera. We want to get in trouble. And they were saying the problem that they have with the volume is that it's really, as we all know, we all know, it's designed to have all your assets up front and then you go and shoot. But the problem is studios are trying to treat it like green screen replacement, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you have that problem, when you do that that way, com- trying to like rotoscope every actor out of a background that's fully rendered is a freaking nightmare (laughs) like like, before it was a big green screen you could rotoscope out which was tough enough but now what what they do is think about you got to think about this way you need the same amount of time to build sets in the volume as you need to build sets in real life so if you don't have one to three months to do it you're hosed you get cheap looking, really bad looking Ooh. stuff, you know, and you can tell it's like set set building. And I think about that that that's the difference between maybe a Kenobi set and those and a Mando season three set, you know, is the build time on and even Ahsoka, right? Which we've seen has had plenty of time for their set building. But um, but they were just saying that 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 rotoscoping you, you end up doubling your budget. You don't save any time that way. So now they, they doubled their budget and you cut your time almost in half because the suits were thinking you're going to get it done fast. But the reality is you got to bring on a lot of vendors to cheaply re-rotoscope stuff because you have moir Because LED back walls can create moir effects. So you have to re-rotoscope, which is what the Batman did because they didn't want those rotoscoping, uh, those, those moir effects in there. And it's stuff like that. Like they got cameras coming out that can mitigate some of that, but it can't mitigate changes that usually happen in production. There's iteration and you can't make changes. You can make some changes, but if all your actors are bathed in the same light that the volume cast on them and you, they're like, oh, this all took place at night now and we shot the volume during a day shot. It just drives everything. It drives everyone bonkers. It doesn't, doesn't get you the, the effect that you're hoping for, which is Star Wars or Star Wars like sets on a budget you know 
But in yeah, terms I, of like, I, sorry, go ahead, Vesman. Yeah, I still think they're going to do it. In the THR like, report, I think this, this is the one that said that uh, Filoni will be December 2026. Yeah. They mentioned that the timeline of that is dependent on the fourth season of The Mandalorian and possibly a second with Soka. So obviously both of those would use Manhattan Beach, right? So yeah. I think it's going to do their timelines and their schedules at that place. I don't think it's going to be at Pinewood. Um, I just, yeah. And again, we, we know from James Cameron, he, he talked about in December, right? About um, having three years between Avatar 3 and Avatar 4. Right. So that would make Avatar 4 December 2027. So I, you assume he's had a conversation with Disney if they previously announced it'd be biannually, right? So, yeah, I think the slot in day for only to December 26 is probably a hope. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, especially when they say it's timeline dependent on the on the various TV series he's going to be involved in. Um, but that's what kind of makes me also think they're going to stay in the hand. I don't want them to. I want them to come over to Pinewood or Shinfield or wherever because, you know, you look at the quality in, in something like Andor and even from what we saw uh, regarding the Acolyte at Star Wars Celebration, it looks vastly superior in comparison to the Mandalorian or Obi-Wan Kenobi or Boba Fett. You know, I want them to shoot right. here. <clears throat> there's a chance we get set pictures or whatever, but there's more space. Like in general, like you look at the train yard at El Segundo, that's really ridiculously small. No, like, it's, that's it's like Manhattan beach stuff. It's it, it's literally the size of a little league baseball field. Yeah. If you've ever so, gone to see a kid's baseball game, that's as big yeah. as it is. Yeah. The only hope I have is that during the Luxem showcase, Kathy made a really big deal about Pinewood and her love for it and the appreciation of it and what they've done with Star Wars. It was Wars. promoted throughout Celebration as well. Like, yeah. uh, they had screens everywhere about it. Yeah. They, they were really pushing your limey asses, though. I'm kidding. Sorry. Yeah, was she <laughs> supposed to go to, to England and, and, and crow about Manhattan Beach? <laughs> it, was, it was it was really like weird in the showcase because she was they were talking about Ahsoka and praising like the process of making it and whatever. Yeah. And then they hard cut to Kathy praising real sets and like going on location shooting all this stuff like at Pinewood and yeah. from Ahsoka. Um, I would hope that I, I don't know how we've ended up on Filoni, but um, considering we're talking about uh, Boyega, but we'll, we'll I go would back. Hope, I would yeah. hope that. The Filoni movie does come out in 2026 if that is the plan if if it's not rushed if it is you know again Ahsoka apparently a second season is dependent on the success of the first um so we'll see but yeah I don't want to Manhattan Beach but I just got the feeling just like Finn it's, it's a feeling that it'll be Manhattan Beach I I think it will be I, I I think that when you also there's probably a little bit of incentive because like what you were talking about with the volume Rob there is that side of it, but also there's probably, I'm just assuming, the other side of it is when you're doing serialized work where you may do that set one time, but you're able to use that digital set over and over again. Right. Like if you need to, like that has to have a value to, to like now, like on the Mandalorian, they keep fucking changing like like Navarro. It's like, oh, now it's different. Now it's the, it's built up. And, now, and, and so That's- they may... That Might not the get point. it out of like, it, but yeah, it was designed LED wall. It's what the volume is, because mm-hmm. other people yeah. have they, they've trademarked the volume, so other studios use LED walls. Like they're 
You know, right. that's what House of Dragons and they're not using the volume, they're using LED wall, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. those LED wall productions, they were designed around, yeah, let's find a way to without constructing sets to use this thing to, to that we can rebuild and set up and do different shots and we don't have to do a whole crew and send them to different locations around the world and it would be great for serialized television. But yeah. studios go, ah, way to save money. Now we don't have to build sets and we can have everyone just sitting in a, you know, in a, in a, in a studio instead of a green screen now and 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 we have that volume they could just be acting in front of it the problem with that is is yes even though before they were doing a maybe a set with blue screen or green screen wall now they're doing led wall the difference is though when you're shooting in the green screen you can do any shot you want you can move the camera anywhere you want you can do any kind of stunt you want on the volume, all that stuff has to work in parallax. There's a minimal amount of ways right. you can move the camera. I noticed new camera techniques in season three, Amanda, specifically when they go to the train yard and they're on a crane, mm-hmm. which says to me they figured out how to scale up the wall. I think that's probably like a much bigger area than we're normally. Maybe it was the area that was developed on Kenobi for the, the, the techno planet, right? Right. But even then, it's still not the same as, you know, you, you could just – like three any any movie where they're in front of a green screen, you can move them around, and you know you can do stunts, you can do wire work. It doesn't matter. Can't do it. You how do you how are you supposed to key out and roto out a lot of wire work in front of a wall where there's all this noise happening behind you? There's a giant space station with explosions going on. Like how are you supposed to see that stuff? But but right. if you look at it from from a I mean if you write if you write to your around it and write to your budget to some extent. We could see the sort of productions where the Disney Plus shows are subsidizing the films and the films are allowing them to go further in the production of the Disney Plus show. I agree. So the shows need more. But but, but will they? Will they or not? I don't know. So, but I've been saying there has to be an ecosystem there. You know, like ideally you'd have. This ecosystem of not just yeah. technology, but narrative, narration, narrative, right? Storylines, characters, you know, uh, ideas that you can develop on the streaming side that then, you know, the movies are then help funding, but the, the streaming side maybe is carrying people. But the problem is, is maybe Disney, I was just revisiting the whole, that whole timeline in the 90s when they went full Disney sequel, you know, have to return to Jafar, return the return of Jafar. If people don't remember... Yeah. In the 90s, Aladdin was huge. It was freaking huge. We had that yeah. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. And some bean counter over at, in L.A., in Anaheim, was like, hey, we could spend $4 million. We got these animators at, on TV shows that are sitting here rather than – It would have been in Burbank. Like, would have been in Burbank, but yes. Go yeah, ahead. at the Burbank studio. And uh, maybe that they didn't build a big hat yet, but it was at that other one. Mm-hmm. So the uh, – they were like, hey, rather than lay people off, blah, 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 we can put them on these smaller projects for direct-to-home video, which Eisner was a huge fan of that, that video market. And so they yeah. spent $4 million, like a, a, a fifth of the budget, a fourth of the budget of, say, Aladdin, which I think was like a $30 million, maybe $40 million budget, probably 30 So they spent, what, what, a sixth of the budget on that? like, And it did the same amount of money as freaking Aladdin. Like it, it, was, it drove me nuts as a, as a fan of animation and art. I was like, this looks like dog shit. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, it did well. Because the jokes aren't good. Because know? before, <laughs> be, no, be, before streaming, that VHS tape was a fucking babysitter. That, that's, that's, why, they that's why they bought it. It unleashed the fury of Disney. Just, a, just 
uh, I mean, they had a time traveling Rob, Cinderella. Are you, like, are you <laughs> thinking? Are you thinking that maybe doing making shit things that just had essentially cameos from the good film is what led us to today, where everybody just asks if their fucking favorite cameo is going to show up, and if it doesn't happen, well, it's bad. Could that have made that culture? Feel, maybe. <laughs> I feel like what we've seen with with streaming services as such as Disney Plus, right? And if they've been like, oh, we can just make a a bunch of the budget uh, take that uh, the budget of a film like a marvel movie or right 100 150 million say 150 million and we can make eight episodes of content with that same budget right you know and right. we can put out four of these on there and then with that money we're gonna like they didn't see as something like to to build fan bases or to get something that goes over here that that funds the movies or the movies fun it was just a way to milk milk the cow and now even if you had a responsible way of doing it, people are just going to see it as, oh, so I have to see the streaming service to understand what goes on into the, the movies, which is really weird from the fan base because, as I'm sure as you know, fans will be like, how come the games aren't reflected in the movies and they don't use more of the storylines from the Knights of the Old Republic and the Jedi Fallen Orders in the films? And you're like, if you did that, you'd be complaining that you have to play a 70-hour fucking video game to understand what's going on and if they remade it they'd be even more mad because they cut shit out when they had 100 hours worth of content or they just <laughs> changed any of it like one change <laughs> right. Right. can can you think disney could just play knights of the old republic and stream it live honestly from what i gather people would just want to see the entirety of that game in like fully cgi like you know like a like a a hundred no, like hours. Yeah, they they, they want to they want to see that as like either a film series or a, a show, but also they'd want to see that as like just the game as well, just with the best graphics, completely untouched, untouched. But like people aren't gonna want to play that. Like other than the diehard fans that specifically want that. That's why they're remaking it and changing it for modern audiences, which people assume is gonna make it woke and or you know they're, they're very worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I will say that that like three hour supercut of, of Fallen Order is pretty watchable. Yeah, if it's, you have no but interest it's three in hours. Playing games, it's like three a hour. film. It, it, it's it's just a good end, a good adventure. It's a good Star Wars. Yeah, it, I'm up for a, a good three hour science fiction film set upon a planet far away, which features aliens that got fantastical powers that speak to biological, uh, you know, entities that <laughs> help them fight a technological army. I'm all for it. But Star Wars fans fucking hate long movies, right? Were they like, were no, they like, no, these are no. too long? No. No, no, they they they, they, they all like complain it. that everything that every episode is only forty that the forty minute long the show movies. is only forty minutes. No, I, I, also, I remember they complain about Skywalker. Well, people, yeah. yeah, people complaining this is going to be too short. Like before, yeah, they wanted they to be three anything. hours. Like, yeah. yeah, we wanted more of that. Like <laughs> I did. It's, yeah, I think it, I think it, I should, know, it could I, have benefited from, from thirty minutes. But uh, yeah, you're, you're you're a very kind person, as a true. I, I hope to one day to grow up to be like him. You know, he's, but yeah, he's nice. going going back to Boyega. Do you think that he's going to have a supporting role in this as well? Because he's been very vocal about how they mistreated his character throughout the sequel trilogy, and he's obviously made the joke before, like you're not going to Disney Plus me, and um, things seem to have smoothed over a little bit now, but. Surely, like if he is coming back, they would have written him a good, juicy role. Like I, he I would, like in every, yeah, he always wants to be the leading man in everything he's in. 
Like, I doubt he'll be the lead in this, but will he take a more prominent role throughout it? So uh, up front, when he, when he was saying, and when he says that stuff and when he said it, like, mm-hmm. he was, like, sort of, like, bitching about where his character had gone and that it wasn't this thing that it became. Mm-hmm. And then I think, though, he's playing it, I think he's playing it right for the industry. I think he's this thing, this like the thing that Harrison Ford did. And then Harrison Ford keeps fucking coming back and doing stuff for Lucasfilm at Disney. You know, I think he's doing the, the same exact thing where you make it sound like that. You won't do it. And then, of course, you will. And I mean, so and Harrison took like however many years between. This has only been four or five years with Boyega. But he, but he only took that many years between because there was nothing offered. There was nothing in, like George Lucas didn't go and make a Han Solo thing. But if, I think if I think if George Lucas had made Episode Seven and you know 1998, Harrison would have been back. He would he was back. But didn't like they promised Harrison they would kill him in Force Awakens, which is one of his like the things he wanted. Also, a little bit of mythology there too. I think personally, but I well, think I'm he sure wanted. I'm... Yeah. Same with Boyega was one of the, his biggest complaints was how Finn was written and treated. Because because like like they the uh, Her- the uh, well the uh, the the uh, Harrison Ford thing almost goes like he has suicidal ideation for for Han Solo, which wasn't the case. He wanted to die as Han Solo and return to the Jedi because he had nothing to fucking do, and he was like, "If I have no point in this movie, why did you want freeze me? Why am I? You know what I mean? That's like where he was coming at." If they had given him something to, to do, he wouldn't have been just like fucking kill me. But it became kind of the uh, the a joke, and then it was the one where they were going to kill him, and so it all just kind of like worked out into the into the the, the the PR side of things. Now with with him though, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think he comes back without without have. I mean, I would be surprised if if he came back in in this film personally. Just okay, let's just take the Roka scoop off the table. Okay, let's just say like we don't know if it's true or that didn't happen. We're just we're just speculating. I would have speculated without this report that he wouldn't be back in this film, and that there would be some kind of hint, and that the one that he does come back in, he's going to get some kind of executive producer credit on, and he's going to like really work work to get that. It's a bit confusing for me because it was only like about two weeks ago. Well, probably a little bit longer because it was just before celebration. Um, mm-hmm. He did an interview, and it was like the headline was like. John Boyega is glad to just be going back to being a fan with Star Wars. And he says, like, I'm just glad I can watch Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mando on Disney Plus and play Battlefront now without having to be involved with, you know, worrying about fans' expectations and stuff like that. But he also didn't like where Finn went, but then he also said he'd come back if JJ is doing it. Right. Like he was he was always praising JJ. He'll come so, back if there's money. You know that you know who also yeah. said that? He's just being nice. It's remember when John Carter and Mars came out and the Taylor Kish was like, I'm only gonna come back if they bring back Andrew Stanton, the director, and they asked Andrew Stanton that quote, and he was like, He's very sweet. He's being very yeah. sweet. <laughs> if they want him back, he's contractually they'll have you know, he'll pay him. Like he's just being nice. Like like JJ if J he'll come back if they pay him and they agree to give him something decent to do, you know. Like as they they probably should have originally. He, I mean, he, just the idea of a stormtrooper that fucking flips and but they they didn't really make him a stormtrooper. They made him a janitor who then was a stormtrooper for two seconds. No, they didn't yeah, they do did. that. If you watch the movie and you you you, the movie. you 
you remember that you remember we talk about the movie more than more than we watch it. And like in the movie, he's a fucking stormtrooper. He's like an elite stormtrooper with Captain Phasma. He's yeah, not a fucking gender. No, 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 Rob. At one yeah. point in his career, he had to clean the toilet. You were in the military. Were you always at your post? Did you? Did you? I mean, people sometimes start cleaning toilets and then become the general of the new republic. And that, the, that's uh, the, that's his art. Comics, yeah. He's uh, he's one of the baton troopers, and he his friend is the guy that he kills with the lightsaber on the. Oh, the that uh, yeah, traitor guy. That's why he calls him traitor. Yeah, because it, it's his friend. Yeah. Yeah, and and like like the but that's that's the thing is like like that that point sticks out to people. But when we see him, like if he was it a fucking out ge- because the acting's so fucking weird compared to the rest well, of the movie. If he was a janitor, but if he was a janitor and that was solely his role in the first order, he would not have been landing on Captain Phasma to get the to in Kylo Ren to get the map to Luke Skywalker from the Church of the Force. He would yeah, have been was actual. If he was actually, if they had actually done more with the idea of a guy who was a fucking horrific soldier who just finally mm-hmm. cracked and had a sense of humanity about him, you know, and actually played into that, he would have had more to to then grow, go and grow too. But mm-hmm. didn't really happen. Next movie, he's still running. I mean, this is, this this is the problem too. With there's my hope with this film is that it's so good we can stop talking about what the films weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, because right yeah. now we're stuck in an endless loop that that last film is no resolution to this story. It, right. It, it doesn't actually help with any of the problems people had with it, you know, and it only brought more fucking issues up for folks who were bummed out. So, like, it, it, and, and then that's why, like, you know, when, when you put up the, hey, Ray's coming back yesterday, some people are like, oh, shit, this again. And I'm like, that could be a great character. It, it, no offense. My uncles fucking hated that Star Trek movie that came out in like 77, 79 around, you know, that, that first one. They thought right. it was a complete waste. And I remember one of my earliest visual memories was them coming back from the theaters like, Star Trek's back, Star Trek, even Star Trek 2 well, came out. Well, th- like, that, that whole attitude to- that more means it's even going to get worse for you is just like, fuck off and don't pay attention to it, you fucking loser. Just fuck well, off but- and go. If you're gonna if you're gonna follow stuff, I I know a lot of them. They promised me they weren't gonna go see Avatar. I was told no, (laughs) and in the pandemic it would be an empty theater. No, no, but you know what's weird about? I mean, Avatar is fucking weird, dude. Because nobody fucking like like there there's no Avatar culture. It's weird that it's as big as it is, and there's just no fucking culture. It's so strange. I don't know what that is. I don't know why that it like fucking Ant-Man has a culture around him. But fucking these blue fuckers that make billions of dollars, nobody's fucking talking about. It. Like it's not like a thing. It's weird. Well, I mean, that's why people think Disney paid us all to go and watch it. <laughs> yeah. They, I wish. Like, Could they have just about. If can I have some of that money, Jason? So, yeah. <laughs> I still have to buy my own pizza around here. <laughs> no, I I think it would be <laughs> I, I wish that culture was there. We could talk about Avatar and you can tell me what's going on and just be like, I could be the dumb guy who's like, what? Why? We, we, we'd could... all be flying out to to Japan celebration. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I've been paid this year to go and watch Avatar. I'm going mm. tomorrow. I've been paid again to go and see it, to bump up the uh, box office. I've been paid to go to celebration. It, it, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, our our, it our podcast fan. will be called What in Avatar Nation? No? Okay, that's my idea. Um, I thought that our podcast was going to be called Avatar. Avatar. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then and then the, then the YouTube shows. What in Avatar Nation? 
Um, Robert St. Clair like says <laughs> it was FN 2187's first mission when he cracks. Finn tells Ray that when he tells her his true backstory. Yeah. I told you he wasn't really a guy committing atrocities and then he cracked. The first time he goes out, he was shocked by what he's really doing. Well, like a more like, interesting yeah. story to me is a guy who's who's got real PTSD, got real regret. You know, I mean, we just came out of, I mean, fuck, we didn't come out of, we'd just gone through almost 20 yeah. years You're not of gonna Imperial get Invasion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you but were never, Lucas, I feel like maybe they shouldn't have Luke, just, Gilroy would have done, that. done it. No, no, that's what I'm trying to <laughs> right. tell you is if Gilroy had done it, the movie wouldn't have made a billion dollars. It would have made, I don't know. He wrote the Bourne identity films. I don't want to hear shit about that. You know? Yeah. Like, well, I know with the star Wars movies. I, I love his work. It's not a lick on his work, but if it's Paul just Greengrass that, you know, and Gilroy had come together for the force awakens. It would have made the money it made. Like, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, People are mad about what Ryan Johnson did with Luke. Imagine what Gilroy would have done with Luke. They would have fucking well, Paul cried Greengrass even more. would have been directing. I don't you know, to let Tony. Yeah. I don't know. But, he, he his film the film he did direct did make a billion dollars though. So mm-hmm. you know, like oh yeah, but that, I mean that film. and it killed them all. He made a start, and people are all yeah. crying because they fucking people killed them. People are happy all. about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of those movies, they killed earned them all. that death. But they but, earned that death. Mm-hmm. They earned that death, as well, opposed to. I think it was a mistake in retrospect, actually, on that one. I think it was. I think it was I the right thing to kill Han, Luke, and Leia because they're fucking old and we need to move on. But I also think that, like, uh, you know, Andor having lived or Jin having lived would have been a good idea, considering that the film made a billion dollars and then the faucet was turned off. You know, for they can for all be cloned. Gideon oh. will just clone everyone, but they'll have force powers this time. Well, they won't have mustaches. That's the difference. They won't have mustaches. Oh, he, he no, could but, not stop that. But Pedro it, Pascal. Oh, sorry. But sorry. you, sorry. you, you made a damn. You made a. Uh, I I think the point that you made, though, Rob, is what makes me is that it like uh, there was no resolution for people who right. saw episode nine on most of this, and that's why if you're John Boyega, and if you you are a Star Wars fan, if you do care about your character, which I believe he does. Then why would he not want to come back and and do something better with it? Why would he not want to elevate it to a to a higher degree? Just like it doesn't mean it'll succeed, but it's like you and McGregor and the Kenobi series. Why did he want to come back? Because I think he saw the opportunity to do something that was maybe more accepted or maybe more loved than what he what he participated in, even though he liked it and believed in it. And so, I can like, see John fit thinking like that. Like, yeah, pe- people on my side, like they want. Finn be a Jedi, whatever. Oh, I'm getting that. Okay, I'll do that. And like, he's close with Daisy and stuff like that. And he did say like, if Daisy comes back, I'll do it. Like that was after, not long after he said it wouldn't. Like he's done with it. Like, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I think he will come. Back. I, I'm surprised it would be like this first film. I suppose, but it also makes sense given how. Let's close be honest. Men were. It's more likely. It's most like there's a real good chance this film will just feel like the fourth film in that trilogy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like the actual epilogue that you kind of wanted the, the series to have more than the start of something new. More like, kind of like a backdoor pilot in a way, right? It puts in the new characters, we kind of resolve the other stuff, and then maybe they'll make future cameos down the way. But, you know, like it's more of a baton handing kind of well, deal. Well, because like, like, like if, you, if you extrapolate things out from that film 15 years then, you know, you could go a lot of ways. Like, for all we know, fucking Poe Dameron's living on a houseboat, having gained 50 pounds, drinking space beers, and life has been shit. 
or he might be the fucking like you know the chancellor of the new republic or the fucking general or you know the supreme commander of the space force some bullshit like that and like so like like there's places that you could take these roles where they could come back in and they could play into films and other stuff that will that will go on and it's always it's just been clear i mean that it the trilogy format is ultimately like stupid it's it's a it's just not it's like the, the a story is going to need to go where it's going to need to go and just because one set of films you know 30 40 years ago now 40 years ago now really like came in at at what 3 was a good little story arc for it it didn't apply to the prequels. The prequels, I mean, Kenobi proves that yet the prequels didn't need to be three films either. That was a dumb imagine, trilogy. You know, it should imagine if Warner series. Brothers, imagine if Warner Brothers had gone out and said, "Hey, that Batman Forever is the third film in our trilogy. It's complete. Yeah, <laughs> Batman trilogy. Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever. That's your trilogy. Yeah, you know? or if we got real complete, we got actor. Yeah, like, Ant Man one, two, and the Avengers. It's done. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's a, it's kind of a, it, it's it, with today's marketplace for how people like to watch serialized content. Just don't, just don't fucking do it. Just, you know what I mean? Just make sure that every adventure is self-contained enough that if it happens to be the last one, it's okay, you know, more or less. And, and I think that's, that's like, like the way to go. I don't think, uh, I, I know I was going to say, uh, boy, had like a good year. I like overall, like, like in the, like the last year for him, it's been not bad. He's been in some good stuff. He's had a good year, but I also don't think he's fucking, you know, it's raining down cash with him. No, the, the quote that Asa True said about him just yeah. from a few weeks ago, race, uh, Daisy Ridley said the same fucking thing, like around the yeah, same, Daisy, not, not far off from that. It's like, yeah, you know, Daisy was complaining that she wasn't getting any like offers. Yeah. You know? So it was no surprise that like just months after she said that she was willing to go back to Star Wars. Right, you know, if you remember, fair, she always, uh, even not just after nine, she was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm like." She always has said like she'd always do it regardless. Like unlike Oscar and John, she was like, "Yeah, like she, I think she literally said like but, a week after it came out, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be, always be Ray, and I'll I'll you know maybe one day sort of thing." So, but I guarantee if her, if her career wasn't if her career took another turn, if it went in the Harrison Ford direction. If we were on we Orient Express focus. Part Four, yeah, if, if you know, she wouldn't be as willing to come back currently. Like I think, like you know, like the rest of them did, like Harrison and and, and that, like they they came back decades later. Yeah, you know, they wanted to do other things. Most actors want to do other things. They wanted to stretch their legs. You know, coming back to this franchise like within five years, that's a short amount of time. And somebody like Boyega, like. Yeah, he's had a bit more success than Ridley has. Like, he's had projects come out that critically acclaimed, but they've made no money. Nobody really saw them, like, breaking. Um, he's had movies go straight to VOD, which nobody likes, such as Naked Singularity. He's mm-hmm. he's had a better run than Daisy, but he also isn't in a big position of strength. Like, he's going back to Attack of the Block. He's got a Netflix movie coming out this year. But I think he wouldn't be coming back. Is that, is that the uh, Tyrone, the, the clone, clone they, to, they cloned Tyrone? They cloned Tyrone. Movie? Yeah. You know, Jamie Foxx. I love Fiona the title. Paris. So good. Yeah. And, you know, I think they must have given him assurances that, hey, like, we're going to do you right. We're going to give you this size role. We're going to, all this is going to happen for you. Obviously, he's going to get a truckload of money as well, which always helps. 
But, <laughs> a Tonka yeah. truck, like a life-size Tonka. <laughs> he gets a full. Yeah. It's in the contract. They had to wheel it over with a big bow. Yeah. So, like you were talking about, like these actors, like you and coming back to have something to prove, and they have respect. Like John, I think, is one of those people. Yeah. He would not be coming back to this if he didn't have assurances that his character would be done right for once. You know, yeah, like, if you I go would... against everything he's said, like that. Uh, yeah, uh, that he disagreed on. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, people only take like the juicy lines and make it sound worse than what. Like if you actually watch what he was saying, like he was always like a bit playful and stuff like that. Like it was not like you. You just read the words. It sounds like he's like scathing Lucasfilm and whatnot. But he was like yeah. having a joke. Like he was waving around like his gun that he took from set and like showing his merchandise off. He was like, oh, playing Battlefront, like. It's not like he, he hates how like people actually say those, but also right. like having a bit of time away, like Oscar, like at the time, do you remember like, he in one of those interviews? I think it was with Collider. He was asked if he would do a Disney Plus series. If what would it take for him to return? And he like said nope straight away. And then later on, he said he'd only come back if he needed to buy another house, right? Like he's in and the then Disney more recently he done... says if the other two come back. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll, I'll do it. And so what you're saying is in... Disney's going to burn his house down. <laughs> right. Yeah, so he's he's back in the Disney wheelhouse, isn't he? He's, Higer's in the he's, back. Uh-oh. He's, he's doing <laughs> some sticks. Did you just do the campfire? Hold it. Did you just do the stick campfire sticks from <laughs> showing your age? <laughs> I wasn't a Boy Scout. I think that's what they do. I went to Boy Scouts twice. That shit was fucking boring and I quit. Um, were, were, you, were you still go, were you still saying something about Spin? Sorry, no, it doesn't matter. It was just um, yeah, like there's enough time has passed. They've gone through the production, like you know, they had a grueling schedule to go through those three films as quickly as they did. Right. Um, you probably want to be done for a little while, and you know now that years have passed, Oscar's way more open to doing franchise because he was it was an interview he was doing when he was promoting the Card Counter. He was saying that he likes to make smaller movies and that's where he wants his focus to be. But just a year later, he's in Moon Knight. Like, a $150 million TV series for Disney+. Plus. Right. You know, where he's where playing he... multiple versions of himself, you know? Like, yeah. And yeah. it was just before, a couple of years before, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to do a Disney Plus show. I'm not going to come back as uh, Poe. Like, he's done. And now he's open to it. But John Boyega is probably open to it. Daisy, yeah, she's she's back. So, you know, there's enough time that's gone by. And I, I think that, again, with Boyega, he'll have assurances. I don't know if we'll see Oscar back. You assume he would, probably. And, uh, yeah, I people are not going to like this movie. Like, the response I had yesterday when I posted the article was mostly positive. It was from fans of the sequel trilogy. And... Most of the comments get this man a lightsaber, um, which with the Chad Bozeman meme, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like so. The fans of the sequel trilogy will be happy with it. The people who dislike the trilogy and make it the whole personality, they aren't going to be happy and they'll complain and bitch the entire way. Sure, like, nothing will ever make them happy. So, no, nothing will ever make them. This could be like one of the best written, most well directed Star Wars movies we've ever had, and they will not care. They still want Zack Snyder's Star Wars, which they get later this year. But that's <laughs> that's what they want. They, they, like all those bros who are like, I want it to be dark. I want it to be all this big shit. They Eighteen just want plus Snyder. rated. Luke yeah. killing people. Um, 
that's all that. Oh, Starkiller cannon. Like it's just that mm. they only need a few things. BVS like and Man of Steel. BVS and Man of Steel weren't eighteen plus rated. Yeah, but like, what if we? But what if it was like a General Grievous series? Yeah, Sorry. they want that. They want. <laughs> they, they they want, want that. They want that's to see his that's... origin story. Well, yeah. you got an episode of Mando season three with a General Grievous. You know, close enough. Like, don't cock tease me, Favreau. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think that uh, in terms of just like c- career shit, just just the career side of it. When when you've done Star Wars, but then you need a blockbuster, all you could really go to is Marvel. I mean, Marvel or another superhero, like a, a DC thing. That's a really like that's the the only real things on the table. Like when you see them try to do original stuff, like what was that one that what's his name just tried to try to do uh, twenty five BC or whatever the one with the dinosaurs in space, like sixty five or... yeah BC. Like nobody fucking it, it doesn't work. Yeah, like, but but I don't think they need to jump from a franchise to a franchise. Like I think they can find success mm-hmm. in other areas. Like he's a, a shithead, but Shia LaBeouf, like he went from Transformers to doing all these smaller independent movies, and he got a lot of respect as an actor. Oh uh, yeah, like, I'm not. No, no, I'm saying if when you need that, when you need, when that, you need that that, that, that oh, big yeah, money, yeah. Th- those yeah. those the independent like you know sort of high concept films. I, I don't mean independent. I mean just like high concept films. You know that they're just not really going to pay in the current like Hollywood. They're not going to pay you. So you're so if you want to get the big money, you have to have one of those. So it's like the yeah, the because- um, Ben Affleck book of you know one for one for them, one for me kind of thing. It's like they kind of have to do something like that at, at some points. And some of the some of the act like Oscar Isaac's like in his forties already. He he wasn't cast when he was twenty like the other ones. So like that the guy has like a, I think would have a different perspective on money than Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, for instance. Yeah, you know. If you look at- Ridley's career, like straight out of Rise of Skywalker, she was obviously complaining that she wasn't. She thought she'd be getting calls and emails like constantly about roles because she was in one of the biggest franchises of all time. And I think she's pretty good in the movies. Like mm-hmm. I know people want to bash her, but I think she is talented. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't getting anything. Like she was doing uh, podcasts and like she did that game with Willem Dafoe. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed. She was game. in Peter Rabbit. She was, yeah, she did voice work in Peter Rabbit. Like with chaos walking was, James was shot. Them, yeah. Was the show called yeah. Friend or Defoe? What was it? What was the show? What was the game show called? But she she you know, she shot chaos walking before Tross even came out, you mm. know, and obviously that came out late and bombed. But um, she she did need a leg up. I always wanted her to go and do something at Marvel. You know, they're making a uh, Spider Woman yeah. movie. I thought she'd be a pretty like perfect Jessica. Sony's Drake. making a Spider Woman movie. Sony's making a uh, yeah. yeah big but, difference. Orcs. Big difference. There's big difference. Uh, no, I was one. I was shocked, Bestman. I was shocked she wasn't in one of the Knives Out films. I thought mm-hmm. that was I thought that would have been like a one of those ensemble pieces. Ryan Johnson. I don't know. I was kind of shocked that she was never involved mm-hmm. in any yeah. of that. Yeah, and like she's got a what's, she's got a movie from her this year called uh, Sometimes I Think About Dying. I think her husband might have directed it or yeah. wrote it. No, they, and, they've made a film together. They've made a film recently. Like they've shot it in London together. But uh, yeah, that's this is like different. Like that actually, she got like really good reviews for her acting in that. That's just been uh, bought. It's gonna be uh, yeah. released this year. Yeah, it's gonna be released this year. She's got the 
the swimming one that's coming out this year as well. D- I think. Disney, yeah, that's Disney. That's the Disney, Disney one. Yeah, yeah. this is the Pirates I, of the Caribbean. I, I, I got into a test screening of that, and I was like, eh, I can't. Eh, nah, I'm not gonna go. Yeah, like, all, all the <laughs> that's the one like, you Adam, get. <laughs> Adam Driver. Like, there's obviously a lot of rumors at the moment that he's gonna be rewritten in Fantastic Four. Like, I think that's good casting. I yeah, I agree with it. Um, but he doesn't necessarily need it. Like, he's supposedly going to do the Heat sequel. He's got a bunch of other projects lined up. He's got Ferrari coming out this year. Like, he's done his big franchise stuff. And he's done smaller movies. He's done mid-budget movies, wherever. He doesn't need to go and do a franchise project this close after Star Wars. But I think somebody like Ridley does. I think she needs... Well, a franchise and she probably does need Star Wars more than But it hasn't hasn't he kind of been associated with a lot of movies that that weren't really profitable now? Like isn't he kind House of starting he got Oscar nomination Oscar House of Gucci was a big deal for for that. House of Gucci made 150 million like it was profitable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it won awards yeah. so like mm-hmm. I mean, whether you deserve, you know, they so y- Yes and no. I mean, if anyone's had the biggest bombs to really come from John Boyega, really. I mean, Pacific Rim was a huge, colossal, big budget, legendary pictures, worldwide release, tentpole, four quadrant like film that just crashed. So, like, if anyone's kind of like shot for the stars and whiffed a few, you know, he's kind of higher up on that list. And but he I mean he had good supporting role in like the the the. Uh, Gosh, the, king, the witch king, the the queen king, whatever. Fucking oh, the freaking, woman. King. I'm brain farting. The woman king. Yeah, I'm brain farting. That film, man. Sorry. <laughs> hey guys, come on, man. I can't keep all the fucking info in my head. I, you know? I, I thought you were John Boyega expert. John I Boyega. just don't, you know. And I just go back to, I think the performance Riz, Daisy gave in the the three films is quite good, but mm-hmm. we all know, like, I mean, Jason she got shaky there with jg on the first film and i have to wonder acting wise like it was they brought it up even you know and so i just wonder how much range as an actress does she have i mean she has i mean there's got to be endless amounts there's got to be some studio out there who's like i don't care if you didn't like a fucking star wars movie we're gonna be able to say the star wars person's in this film i mean what's holding that back like any i mean nothing but but you know, I mean like, but but look at look at that position now in three trilogies: Hayden Christensen, uh, Mark Hamill, and Daisy Ridley. I mean, when you're when you're that person, it's hard to not be that. It's hard to not see that person in whatever they do, no matter what. And the other people get off a little bit easier for whatever. It almost doesn't make sense, but it's it. I mean, we got three for three on that right now. You know, that's just... how I see it. Like to me, the Luke, Ryan, Anakin fight. Yeah, but, but they're like the the best characters, my favorite characters. So it's just how it is. Yeah, it's it's like it's like do you know do you do you want Luke Skywalker to play this character? That's how it ends up being looked at. As and and like a couple of like some people like Adam Driver and Harrison Ford, they're able to kind of get around that. And then I, I think Oscar's kind of in a good place because I don't think like. He he was really huge in that, but he was just like right under the he he never was like as 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 upfront in the, the 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 marketing and the toys and the stuff as the others. So he just kind of feels like he's definitely know him and he's definitely there, but he doesn't feel like he was as, as crammed on your throat as the other people. I also but think also, he's like the gone Pussman. I was gonna say I think there's levels to this as well in terms of mm-hmm. like ability and talent. 
Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver, in my opinion, are levels above yeah. Boyega and Ridley. And the same thing about the, the you know the prequels. Uh, Portman and McGregor, again, way above Hayden. I know he was fantastic in Shattered Glass, but yeah, and again, go back to even the original trilogy, Harrison. He's levels above Mark and Carrie. Like, I, I think uh, I, I think I think, I think Hayden I'm gonna, I'm gonna... had it, had his confidence broken with Attack yeah, of the yeah. Clones because when you look at life as my life as a house and class, he's like he's great, and it's yeah. Yeah, he also had that that he you know that the Looper didn't do his representation much much favors. You know, it was, it was considered a pretty big bomb for that summer. It was fun, so, like, but with really, she hasn't had any big bombs. So, no. like, I just go back to okay, who's her representation? And it wasn't Looper. Like, it was Jumper. Was it Jumper? Jumper. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, I always get those two goofed up. Yeah, the, fair the enough. So, um, it's, it's the colors of the words, Jason. It's in my head. Well, and then and then so, Looper is the Ryan Johnson one. Ryan so, Johnson. Yeah. All Star Wars. So, Thanks for clarifying that, Jason. Uh, but no, so Ridley's. No, I mean it. Thank you. I know. <laughs> thanks for clarifying. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I have that effect. But her representation, her agents, Hilda Queeley. And Hilda Queeley, I mean, she reps Kate Blanchett, Kate Winslet, Penelope Cruz, Lupita Nyongo. I mean, either. If she needs to fire her her agent if she's not getting oh, anything, th- that's you a know? like that's a that's a good question, right? You just said it on accident. Lapita, Maz Kanata. You think you think she might be part of this whole thing? She had the force. She was there that's at the segue. end. I'd like that because she wasn't used enough later on. Like she had a great part in Force Awakens. Last Jedi was like okay, maybe this. It, she just didn't fit in. She was just that hologram. But then like. The Rise of Skywalker, she came back, but not enough than I thought. But she wasn't Carrie like, Fisher, so they wanted they wanted yeah. the Carrie Fisher. She really just should have done the whole Carrie thing, like realistically. Jason, not for nothing. The best film. Not for nothing. But mm-hmm. Felonius was telling me last night that Maz Kanata and Pelimoto want to train a Wookiee. You know? Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I, just, I mean, I, I was like, I didn't want to know that. But since it's yeah. in my head now, now it's in yours. <laughs> I know he he texted me. He's like, "What do you?" He's, he, I got this text. Like, it's like, "What do you think about Jawa fluffers?" And I was like, "What?" And yeah. I went back to sleep. They, lo- they got a thing for fur, those two. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I mean that that would be you know in terms of like re- returning cast members, I would I would honestly see if Ray's a Jedi doing the Jedi Order thing, and she's going there like you know, and like with the way that get that movie. <laughs> There's all this implication. Doesn't mean that they have to pick it up, though. But there was always the implication, like up front, like in Force Awakens. Well, actually, I wouldn't even say before that the concept art that I had. She was like, it was like Maz Kanata was a part of this stuff. Maz Kanata was the one who stole the Skywalker lightsaber from Kylo Ren when he when he attacked the fucking uh, Jedi Temple originally. Like, they, that's how they originally were going to make that. And like, there was all this stuff where, like where she was linked to it, and it was like her original like kind of concept was she was this pirate who didn't want to go with the force stuff necessarily but had it all there and was always sort of a friend adjacent to to them and she kind of ends up that in the in the end especially more in episode nine because she's in episode eight she's fucking not there because you don't need her because you got luke skywalker coming back it's so it's like it was weird that they even made her in certain ways like they kind of didn't need her since they were doing that thing with luke there should have been like almost uh an open hole and how do we do this? We don't know what we're doing. And then when they get to Luke, then Luke becomes the sort of seals that, but in the end, she's kind of was there to be this Yoda slash Luke. And then she kind of just fucks off and then comes back after Carrie Fisher's gone 
and then sort of like fills in the parts that they couldn't make Carrie do in nine. But she um, she has the force. Does she end up going? Finally, I believe in this bitch. I'm going to team up with her. All these all these fuckers from the past. They suck dicks. But she's they fucking need a cool. Good villain. I'm with her. I'm telling but, you right now, these movies, we're all talking about who's the lead. Who's the antagonist? This needs a real compelling foil. You know, otherwise, if it's if it's a movie about just believing in yourself for another. Oh, I love that. I love changed, that. This is not enough, man. You know, you need some, you need space Johnny out there going, put her in a body bag. You know, you no, need that dude, guy. Like, 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 think about like eat, pray, love, but Star Wars, like the force, friends, faith. What do you think about calling that? Force, friends, faith. Force is female. Like that's the tagline. I was going to make a joke about one of my friends. Oh. Because of three things you've just said, it all relates to them. I like, cannot. <laughs> oh. I cannot. I can, I can hear Santa yelling from Gatlinburg. You know? it's all Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's but, a man who really loves friends, you know? Hmm. Friends. Fuck that show. But anyways, uh, yeah. So like like the you know, I I I kind of predict I, I think a couple of weeks ago I said, watch the next thing is gonna be that it John Boyega's in it. That that's gonna be the next whether it's real or not, that's gonna be the yeah, next I, thing. I think I think no matter what, he's I think he's had conversations with Lucas about it. So no matter sure. what, I think Roker like is right that yeah, like he probably has had a conversation with Kathy and right. and the team behind this movie. Whether he does come back or not, that's a different thing. Like obviously mm-hmm. there's probably a negotiation process that has to happen anyway. Um yeah. I think if the if it was signed and sealed, he would have been there with with Daisy. You know, like these are your two Jedi returning because they made a big deal on stage about who's going to be leading that Jedi Order, and the Jedi Order is probably in disarray, and she's going to be, you know, learning from the books and taking a Luke Skywalker like sort of. So yeah. let's yeah that 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 quote um, is kind of is kind of been like overlooked the fact that it Kathy said the Jedi Order is in disarray. Mm-hmm. Now does that maybe imply a split as in Ray and, and Finn don't agree and they go their own ways. Like they, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, I think she said something along the lines of what it means to be a Jedi in this galaxy. Now is there mm-hmm. any need for the Jedi? Um, and stuff like that. And like, like, you know, discovering force users. Um, yeah. they, I think she says it's like, it's almost seen as, a, as like a myth. Hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. I I don't know. Maybe part of the movie is just a quest to find Force users. Like like I said, it, it, she's going to be pulling from the books from the the Jedi text, you know. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be this. I don't think it's going to be this new Jedi Order. Like in the terms of like people wanted. I don't know. They don't want them to be dogmatic and whatever. She's yeah. following the dogmatic ways of the Jedi. It seems. Yeah, she's yeah. reading the Force Bible. She's yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. people forget her teacher was Luke. Like, just mm. following what Luke did. Well, following no. what Luke continued. No, no. I, I, yeah, no, that was the whole thing is Luke wanted to burn the books at one point. He was down with letting them go. You know what I mean? And then he was like, no. It was going back and forth. But at the end of it, Luke does embrace who he who he was and who he should be and the, the ideals and stuff. Luke comes full circle. Yeah, but I, don't, I wouldn't so, say he was her teacher. Like, no, he's her well, teacher. He gives her, gives her lessons. 
<laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, he smacked that's, her on the head a couple times. Yeah. And that's the message. <laughs> yeah, and wax on, wax off, taught a motherfucker karate, dude. What do you want? I don't know. He <laughs> actually took him. Hey, Danielson went to the beach and learned how to drive a car. I didn't see her drive yeah. one fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> he, she got the, she, he goes, dr- took his car out of the ocean and let her f- drive it down to the fight. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I, I was groaning the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah they, are, they are pushing the she's that message that like Luke is her teacher and she's learning from Luke. Luke's yeah. not going to be in the movie or whatever, but they, she did say that his presence and his influence on Ray will be present throughout. So I, I guess that means she's going to act like the Luke Skywalker we had in Rise of Skywalker more, more than the one we had in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's going to okay, be uh, this typical Jedi we've all known. Well, I, I, I think no, Mark I, will come back too because he's been back on Mando. He's like, was not gonna come back to be Luke Skywalker in the film as the ghost. I think he'll do the. I think I think Alec Guinness did the ghost twice. I think he'll do the ghost twice. I think I think he'll justify no, well, it to himself that way. Welcome to Jedi Charter School. Never mind that the headmaster hears voices from her dead instructor. She's gonna tell you she's talking to him all the time. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, if you, <laughs> in case of insurrection, uh, read read the book. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, pa- but don't read page 69 because it just says Palpatine was here. I don't know. It was kind of like erased out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like ACDC. If you like, ever want to kill your family with the force, the answer is always just, nah, don't, just don't do it. Don't even think about it. Just, just put it in the back of your head. And move on. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, one of the, the I guess they like the question that I, that, or like you know we don't know what the tone of the movie is we we have these little hints but we don't really know what the tone's going to feel like at the moment when whatever i hear like chinois doing it i start to think of it like looking more like documentary style but then i don't really know if that really sounds like the kind of movie that they're that they're doing necessarily and um when i look at her documentaries there's a lot of stuff about like women who are fighting to educate others and themselves in a system that doesn't want them to. And I think that might be kind of the, kind of the, the link here thematically without knowing anything, but between what she's done before and what this story sounds like. Not writing it. Mm -hmm. No, she's not writing it, but, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, and you know, the documentaries, she's not really supposedly not writing them. She's, she's like observing them and looking for these themes. So I, the, that's why I see getting a documentary filmmaker with her line of work doing a movie. I would have to think that the actual through line isn't fucking Ms. Marvel. It's that theme. And so, and so there's a chance that it, she starts to see or that the story is about some people who don't want the Jedi to be there. Some people who do why she think and she wants it and maybe she has to fight to have it exist in that republic or whatever it happens to be right and then yeah the bad guys are you my, know mm-hmm. my fear jason right right the little the little i'm that guy in the art studio who goes well let's put a pin in this idea just i just want to say i said it right the fear is that on paper they're thinking it's something like Ray's a bit dogmatic and maybe her students don't feel they should adhere to that kind of thing, right? Given right. Uh, the, the uh, SOC's Chonoy's previous work. And then somewhere in an edit, they go, it's making Ray look bad. And then they reshoot and fix it. And then you end up with this weird half and half film that doesn't feel like they're they're 
saying something because it seems that Shinoi is used to saying things with her her works right very clearly mm -hmm. making a statement and Lucasfilm yeah. has been very very consistent in doing the exact opposite overall you know very few of their projects say something very specific about the human condition and or mm -hmm. is the the outlier to that you know well and it's just saying something about revolution more than yeah yeah but but i mean like dealing when you're dealing with honor killings and people who are a society that's being held back by you know thousands yeah. of you know hundred, hundreds of years of, of 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 archaic tradition you know like that's saying something you like know. If I'm Chinoy though, and I'm gonna and I want to take this 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 role or this this position on, like, does she come at it from a perspective of I want to make a mythic, just film, fun? That's a role model for the people who are going through this real life, really terrible thing. But somebody who is like, you know what I mean? Who is who sees it? Who's like in that same? Now I don't. I obviously I don't know if like women in that society. Like in, in Pakistan, where you know how how strict it is and some of that shit, if they could even see this movie, but in theory, if they did, would this be a movie that inspired them to do what they need to do in real life? Like I I kind of think that's where she would be coming at this from, maybe. Right, I'm just Unless, wondering. But studios yeah. tend to tend to when when it's already assembled and they're in the editing room, mm -hmm. they tend to get antsy about that stuff if they want a big summer fun, you know, or big family. That's why I said I, I was it was 50 50 with me on Avatar 2, whether audiences would react positively or negatively to the whale hunt. You know, I yeah. was like, that is something that I guarantee you, if it weren't James Cameron making the studio would have cut that shit right the fuck out. You know, they mm -hmm. just would have been like they're hunting and and he the, 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 the whale just had a traumatic experience and then he gets his revenge because of it. But they would never or, let you experience it firsthand as if you were committing the fucking atrocity like or, that is something that Cameron got away with. It would have been reduced to a simpler pitch of a boy is and befriends an alien well. And that they say they're hunted, but you, know you never I mean? see it. You yeah. know what I mean? You you yeah. hear about it in his past. Or you, or you start him. you start with it yeah. and he's injured. He's like, Oh my little friend hurts. Yeah, yeah, that you, you know? and that they, they would have explained it. It's just <laughs> they told you. In the yeah. same way, you know, well, it's not the same thing, but in a lot of ways where where Favreau's telling you Bo Katan's past with Moff Gideon versus you actually experiencing this stuff, you know. So, and so yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, I'm just uh, saying that that's my fear is that I just hope that whatever Chinoy wants to do as a director, that that is comes through in the final edit, you know, good or mm -hmm. bad. Like, I just want to see because there has to be something meaningful. She's not. They didn't. They didn't pick up someone who's like, "I love visual effects. I want to make a visual effect movie. Ah, I made some commercials. Visual effects time." You know, like it's not. <laughs> yeah, know, it's not that kind well, of I mean, person. Because if it's about starting a, it's, I mean, if you want to break it down to its human essence, it it sounds like it would be a story about somebody who wants to run a school, someone who wants to to teach, and someone who wants to pass on important knowledge to the people who need it. And once again, that's what her documentaries are about. So, so I might be my whole perspective might be completely colored by the fact that I watched a couple of them, but that's where I I, I see this as as making sense. And Jonesy, thank you for becoming a channel member, super appreciate it. And Aria gave us some Donkey King Kong buck twenty Donkey King Kong bucks, <laughs> and says, but but who can become a serious enough villain? And like that's where. 
you you get into it like like in that premise like or like in the premises of the premise of her documentaries I, it's usually like a, the villain. Mm-hmm. Ocha Bastoon's son he wants revenge oh <laughs> he's it. like he he's all I have a I have a I have a a, a dagger a staff that if you put it in the right place, shows you where the Death Star 1 is. And that's where Palpatine has more secret stuff. He's going to do what his father couldn't do. He couldn't capture (laughs) Rey. He's going to go and enter life now. That's that's the real line. But it it depends on, like, what the tone of the film is. Like, is this this film, you know, is it going Saturday matinee at all? Or is this, like, a real fucking, like, serious, like, like, you know, story about somebody starting a school? I, I I don't know what to expect okay, and who could like, be a serious enough villain. Like we didn't, yeah. you know, you don't have Snoke, you don't have Kylo Ren, you don't have any, you know, even have the general fucking Grievous until they make it up. So it's mm-hmm. been fifteen years, and but think about like what's going on here. If you if Ray is for fifteen years out and the Jedi Order is in disarray and it's not like, like a like a successful fucking established thing. Then you have these fuckers that are just growing up with that have access to the force that are discovering it, finding it, and are using it to be to to become pirates and raid stuff and become monsters. And I so I think that's and or or, and then you would have people who are just lost, and then the people who get angry and like I said, like go down the acolyte path. We think if that's what the story is and stuff like that. So so there's there's a lot of potential for. whether it could be and and once again the the villain could kind of be the the new new republic if they're like we don't okay, want well, you that's what i was gonna say felonious d was telling me last night it's gonna be the new new the the, the premium premium republic uh-huh. and there's gonna be a don't say ray bill that they pass yeah, and don't so say that's ray the conflict don't yeah, say it don't say ray yeah one Can't thing to look at in this movie as well is in the thr article that talked about it being december 25 and felony being december 26 is they said the Lucasfilm are kind of like nervous about the future and they're going back to doing things that they consider pretty safe. They're not taking yeah. big risks. Uh, that's the Filoni movie and that's with this movie. So I don't right. think they're going to take a big risk with this movie. Also, like we keep referring to it as Ray building the school. Like that's the perspective. Ray's not the lead character. Mm-hmm. Chances are we're going to be following two because at the time it was supposed to be a male lead and a female lead, right? Right. So we're following those two, and the race stuff is happening in the background, and she eventually finds them. They're probably two finds, false users. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think we're thinking too much about Ray building a school. I think that they don't have a lot to say publicly at the moment. Like, this, they've just got a new writer to do a new draft. Like, it's going to, like, Lind, uh, I would say Lindelof, but uh, Snyder talked about story changes happening. Mm-hmm. Like, they probably don't have enough to say because he hasn't turned it in the draft. They said he'll turn it in next month. So they don't fully know what he's going to write. They either have the bare bones of Lindelof, they might have threw most of that out. They just took the bare structure of it and the premise. And well, see, so like, like, like the way the way that I believe this is going to go based off of just the way that it went in the past would be that it, they know what he's supposed to write. Yeah, they know what he's supposed to write. Yeah. They... The execution, how he gets there. Yeah. Like... It's again, they weren't happy with whatever Lindelof gave him, you know, right. and he'd be working on that thing for two years, apparently. Mm-hmm. And you know, and again, Charmin isn't the one who like was there from the beginning, she came in at least months and months after Lindelof already began, you know, cracking the story and developing right. the project. You know, 
Stephen Stephen Knight as well. Like I'm not a fan of any of his work. You know, yeah, same. And it's like, what is he going to bring? Is he being brought in as a safe pair of hands? Because again, going back to the article, THR claimed that they they are nervous and they want. That's why they keep going back to original trilogy, like sort of stuff. Like whether it's on TV or whether it's you know on screen now with Filoni's movie. You know, the, the biggest risk they're taking is that uh, Mangold film, which is the furthest out. And by the point that releases, Star Wars should be in a better place on the big screen. And obviously the small screen stuff is, is fine anyway. You know, they don't need to worry about that. But in the culture, Star Wars should be in a good place and they can afford to take risks at that right. point. You know, It's also been many... quite a few years since the last film. Like, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I know people want well, them to take risks, but yeah. it just makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, and they've had so many projects come and go with various directors and writers that didn't happen, didn't pan out, whether it's they didn't meet their standards, their vision, or whether they just left to go and do something else. You know, they... And again, what, what does Star Wars look like in the year that comes out? Like, there's very few movies that cross a billion dollars these days. You know, the Avatar is like a massive success. Spider-Man No Way Home was. But what was the other like big hit from our show? Jurassic World, which was... Top Gun? And Top Gun, yeah. And the year before, <clears throat> I don't really remember outside of... It was just Spider-Man, Spider-Man that hit a billion. And then before that yeah. was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so, you know, Marvel was struggling to hit a billion. I don't count Spider-Man because that's Sony. But obviously, Marvel involved. They helped write it. They upgrade it. Yeah, all. it's more Marvel than Sony, I can tell you. That. Yeah, but Sony's <laughs> the one who's making the most profit off of it, right? Right. Well, like, that's the deal. That's the deal mm-hmm. they signed to get it back. But that's, yeah, they creatively, Sony had very little to do with it. And if you want yeah. to see what a Sony creatively led Spider-Man looks like, go watch Morbius and the Venom films. That's that's a Sony but, product. Like, so we don't know what the, So we don't know what the box office looks like in in that year either. We don't know what. Like they might have that. All right, if this doesn't make a billion, then that we might consider it a failure. You know, they they don't know. They need something to come out and be safe. I don't think. Yeah. Well, what they risk, need is they need Star Wars to do well overseas, Baspin, and and it's primarily done its most money here. So they need it to to do even better overseas than it than it has traditionally in the past. What do you say and overseas? What where do you mean? I think you everywhere. Well, I mean, like altogether, the UK. Yeah, or? like all together. Yeah, yeah. Just overall, the, the the worldwide box office is not as high, generally speaking, or as 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 high as they would like it. The, yeah. Compared to the American box, isn't office. it usually like around fifty percent now, at least for the sequels? I don't know. Like, if I think like Force Awakens made it like a billion something stateside, and then like a billion worldwide. Hmm. Something I think it's something the UK that, at least is right? very low. Like whenever I've seen box office numbers, it's like nothing it's crazy like yeah but we, again know, we're pretty like you know tiny we're, we're, yeah we're tiny we're tiny like, in comparison like you know for it to be accessible why we need to be accessible worldwide not just in select and we countries. don't know where the economy is going to be when this exactly. movie comes out too yeah. so like a lot of like, those things like here's the thing though they shouldn't be thinking about a billion the batman didn't make a billion dollars but it it won a lot of people over who were Batmaned out after those fucking mm-hmm. Zack Snyder films, you know. Whether yeah. you like whether you like Affleck or not, people were burnt the fuck out. Let's just be honest. Yeah, so fuck, fuck people, em. it went out there. It got a lot of people excited. It made enough money to get going. They need mm-hmm. to get brand uh, excitement 
more than they need the immediate financial return. You get everyone excited, you're going to cash in on that second one. You know, yeah. if your whole yeah. thing is chasing the fucking dollar to appease everybody, you, you will not, you're never going to appease everyone. So, like, that is, you're just, you're, you're you end up yeah. doing another member Barry's film, you know? Yeah. Like, is that, is that why you save Finn? Is that why you do you do you not put Finn in this one, and then you bring him give Finn a, a you know another movie the, uh, but they, the movie after in the series? But but they said right that they're looking at it as a standalone movie, and if successful, they'll do a series of it. If it yeah. doesn't meet their expectations, like in terms of like critical and commercial, at least you righted the wrongs of Finn's character in this movie. Again, mm-hmm. they they are trying to play it safe. That's supposedly what they're doing. Like they want to come back with two safe movies, and arguably they both are right. Like on paper, a Rage Jedi Order and a Mando movie. We'll just refer to as that. I know it's crossover, but whatever. Like they are safe bets. You know, right? Like if you came back out with a Mangold movie, yeah, that sounds good to like fans, but they could, it's take it's the biggest risk out of the three. Yeah. Coming back with a new Jedi Order movie and coming back with a Filoni Mando crossover movie is safe. You know, if they're going to take any risks, especially risks that like you'd hope somebody like Charmaine takes based off of like her previous work, I think that comes down the line when mm-hmm. they've established a foothold in the market again, like theatrically, and fans are for the most part back on their side, like with the, th- with the theatrical releases. I don't think you right. take big risks with that with that first movie, and yeah. So talking about villains and stuff like I and again, I don't even think that's relevant at the moment. They they are so far away from getting the draft from Stephen Knight and seeing where it goes after that. You know, there's a chance this movie doesn't even hit 2025. There's a chance this all goes to shit, like the writers' strike and delays in production. You know, it, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. If that. if the right the writers' strike, I mean. R- just based off of past trends, we could probably assume will be about three months, right? Mm-hmm. But this one is has a lot, a lot of worse. There's a lot of bad things about this one that I don't know how they necessarily resolve right off the bat. And uh, so, yeah, if it was like a nightmare scenario where it was like nine to twelve months of that strike, uh, the movie probably probably won't happen. No. Or not or and I think every single movie will be rescheduled that hasn't been filmed, you know, at that point. At that yeah, point, you just it's almost yeah, every, everything gets pushed. And uh but if it, you know, if it is only like three months, then you know, Stephen Knight gets a draft in before and they start, you know, knowing where they're going a bit more, then you know, like if the fucking movie takes place on fucking Oct two and raise on Oct two. It's fucking, scaring you know. folks right now, dude. I got buddies right yeah. now that were, I was talking to yesterday on my Costco run. Called up a couple different friends. They said work right now out in LA for the studios is as bad as it was during COVID. Everyone oh yeah, scaled back. Yeah, I was reading like, an article. I think it was it was on through one of the trades and saying I think they said that the production is down thirty four percent in LA mm-hmm. at the moment, like due to the yeah. pending right to strike. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's it's not going to get better either. It's it's not no. going to it's gonna, that's going to keep going. To, you know, we're going to see this big dip during this the strike, where and then once again, two months out, directors need the same thing. They they want a lot of the same stuff. They want the same organization, and uh, a lot of the same uh, streaming, you know, gives from the from the the, the uh, studios. So it's uh, that's why I'm just like, man, I'm curious. I find it fascinating. I'm curious to to see how this 
all goes. I uh, want them to get what they deserve. And uh, I, I want my Star Wars movie on time. But if, if I'm just going to laugh, though, if I'm like, they finally got their shit together. They finally were like ready to go. And then uh, and then uh, the industry is like, nah, we're just not going to make movies right now. <laughs> we're just not going to do it. We're just done. I think it has to be just like fucking hell. What the fuck? I do think the longer it takes for a film comes out, the better it'll do. Because it's that gap. Pe- people, people are like... They say they hate Star Wars. They'll be back. Like, yeah, yeah, but nobody hates Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans, and nobody loves Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans. They, they, they love to hate it. Like the people who complain about it, the Ray, the, the Ray movie when it was announced, they're gonna be the day one, and they're gonna make a shitload of content based off of how much they hate it and what's wrong with it. They still checked out it. Andor and called it boring yeah. and the worst Star Wars thing, yeah. and still like, watched it all. They'll always go and see it. You know, like. They yeah, the real fear would. I have is movie theaters, though, Bespin. Yeah. You know, yeah. because, like, if we we got a long-term strike, this mm-hmm. – I mean, I, I already dealt with – even in, in the small market I'm in, I mean, two of the theaters around here shut down, and the ones that were left have not spent any money upgrading their systems. So they used to be great before the pandemic, and now I can't even go to two of them because the quality of their equipment is so bad. I'm like – but they're still charging premium prices. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like – I I've booked to go and watch Return of the Jedi, um, uh, next I'm sorry. week. And I'm sorry. So what the fuck? Is... Return of the Jedi. Rob, if you don't like fucking Return of the Jedi, I'm you're so fucking, fucking hot. I'm <laughs> glad. I'm so, so listen, glad right? The prices. That. So yeah, it, I don't go to my local. I know that's probably bad and whatnot, but like I I go to a place like that's twenty minutes away in the city, and the massive recliner chairs, like best screen, like you you don't have people like standing on your toes and stuff like that right and they was always pretty cheap like for a 2d viewing it's like six pounds 57 pounds so i was like okay i'll go see return of the jedi because you know i only recently just watched it but i thought you know seeing the cinema i'll go again it's fine well they are showing it in 3d and i'm like but it wasn't released in 3d right so i'm like googling i can't see anything about 3d yeah there's no 3d return like there's no 3d return of jedi so i emailed emailed them and a couple hours later the manager responded yeah it's in 3d because i was like you know they're selling you glasses and everything like, okay so i checked the other chains in the uk they're all 2d and they're on yeah. twitter responding yeah it's in 3d so i'm like okay book a ticket whatever uh, they're charging 3d prices so it's like 17 pounds like to see percentage i am I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do in it. In 3D, <laughs> that's totally worth it. Right. It's unreleased. Like if I get there and it's only 2D, I'll just claim for a refund. But you know, there's no one there. There's no one in the viewing. No one on in any of the viewings yet. Well, two days later, the viewing gets taken down. Yeah, it's we've changed it to 2D now. So I'm like, okay, so you completely got it wrong. It's not in 3D. And it's like one pound cheaper. And I'm like it's literally ten pounds more than what they usually charge. All their other um, uh, films are much cheaper than yeah. Return of the Jedi. So maybe they're having to pay a lot to get it in because there's only like each chain. So there's I think four or five chains have like seven screenings, and it's like ma- only major cities as well. So it's very limited over here. And I've I've booked to go on like there's like you know five people in this huge screening but you know yeah. it's like first thing monday morning but 
I was did just you, a bit Did you try looking that. up the, the screening for Blue Harvest? Because George said that there was a Star Wars surcharge with Return of the Jedi. Out here, I think they're making a big mistake by doing midnight showings of Return of the Jedi for the first one. It's, it comes out at midnight, like it's a new movie. I don't think people yeah, are going to go to midnight screening. Only Return here, of the Jedi. It's, I'm pretty sure I hear it's like I'm going at like 10, and it's like 10, quarter one, quarter four. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I'm I'm going to see Avatar tomorrow at 10. I'm seeing Return of at 12. Then it's like 4 o'clock, 7, 10. Um, the 10 and 7 are like got quite a few people now. So it's like opens on uh, the 28th. So did I survive a day? So I was yeah. like, I can't go that day. So I'm going, do you like, become Avatrue for the day when you do that? I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Avatrue. Like, so I'm only going tomorrow. I wanted to see Avatar again, but I was like, to see it in IMAX, it's like seventeen pounds. I have to pay for parking because the IMAX screening is in the city center. I'm like mm. to go on my own, like it's like a twenty-two pound screening, like three hours out of time when I, I've got work to do. Like it's a lot, so I never ended up going. I kind of forgot about it. And I've been busy, but then they're doing it for four pounds plus parking so it's like less than ten pounds. So tomorrow I'll spend my morning watching Avatar, and it's a uh, almost sold out and i was like i wanted to go when no one went now everyone's mm-hmm. going so yeah well i mean if you don't get if you don't get covid it's it's more fun seeing it with like a good i've a been good to celebration crowd. i've been to disneyland yeah i've been i've i've not the one time i got covid i didn't leave the house for two years and <laughs> that'll teach you i and yeah i that's why we're friends amateur you got my kind of fucking luck i think i went out once to like see my friends when it was uh they, well it was no longer lockdown because i hadn't seen them in like nine months right and then at christmas I got it when I didn't leave the house. So I hadn't been out for two years, got COVID from not leaving the house. And then now, luckily, I've been, you know, five, 6,000 miles away, been celebration in you, the most crowded place I've been in. I'm fine. Are you so. going to sing the Jedi Rock song with the yism? Are you going to belt yeah, it Yeah, you're going to like, 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 like Rocky Horror it, like get up in the front and like act out the yeah. whole bit. You're going to be like, you're going to put yeah. like, your hand on your waist and do the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! Like you just gonna you gonna you come on you gonna do it for me? You can do this. You can do the fucking size noodles with the hand and the no. I okay. actually I saw, at celebration I saw the original bit for the first time. I'd never seen it before. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is so much worse than the uh, special edition. I'm like, I'm glad I got I I, I grew up watching that version. Just the the puppets going. Yeah, it just looks so bad. I'm like, man, man, it moot me. Yeah. Come the CGI size noodles. Shaping up and fucking. You, you can't right. you can't like the CGI size noodles it, it, with the Twizzler it, it, lips. Back, back when I watched it for the Twizzler first lips. time, it wasn't a big deal. But now it's just like, yeah, it's yeah. it's like I I can I can get over a bit of cringe for like a minute because then the rest like the second half of the film is like the best thing as a child to me. Someone so. said the yuzum sounds like George Lucas climaxing, and I can't get it out of my head. Every time. <laughs> I the the yeah. the actual right answer was to go and just to remake those scenes using the CGI techniques that he was working with at the time and just upgrading the shots instead of like instead of like reimagining them and and having the uh right. The, the, the big thing to me, actually, I don't even like, I actually kind of prefer the updated song, but the part where he does climax and he does like 
put his face like in the camera and the mouth looks wrong. It looks like it just it looks like a fucking Pepsi commercial from 1999 or something. Yeah. At the end of the day, it, that's 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 the only part where I'm like, you shouldn't have done. That's where you went too far. Here's the problem, though. If that were the original song, you would never have remembered Max Rebo. Because those puppets didn't move that well, Rebo moved the best. He moved better than Sice Noodles back with the original song. So mm-hmm. you, you'd really focus on Rebo doing his dance and his ears moving. That's why you liked him, right? Mm-hmm. So you you wouldn't remember. You'd be thinking about this fucking Yuzum who's got, like, crickets in his fucking teeth and shit, you know? Because he's mm-hmm. going down on a Jawa. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> him, and, him and young Paley were, were running a train, you know, like the fucking night before out in the Ma- Bunta Eve. I mean, it's right around the corner, Jason. Like, you know, if you're aware. <laughs> Bunta's, like, right around the corner. People get down in Bunta. So then that's that was the backstory that led to Paleomoto. That that's how they created her. They're like, where does yeah. this character from come from? What's her motivation? Boop, 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 but, all right. Well, we, we did it. We did it, you guys. We did the it. Last we, thing, I by the way. Oh um, yeah. Something that's gone a bit under the radar is um Kathleen talks about cow in live action and stuff because she said uh so here's a quote from her. She says, I've seen a lot yeah. of chatter online about it. It could be really interesting, but it's not something that's front and center. And Direction is load of people saying she doesn't care about what's good for Star Wars. Other people saying glad it's not happening for now. But like it seems like Respawn like and Cameron like pushing it. They've it's proof that she's talked about it. They've they've spoke about it, but it's like yeah, they're waiting for the third game to come out. Like yeah, it needs to end what, the trilogy. What are we talking about? I'm confused. Like, uh, Cal? Cal in live action. Yeah, Calcast oh, Cal is coming in out. Live action. Okay. Sorry, yeah, sorry. and and like, and like 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 we we we've always talked about like he gets more attention in the game than he would get in a Disney Plus series. More people like generally hit that first game than than most of the, than some of the shows. So well, it's like I was told again by Felonius that he's going to be Kenobi's brother. Cal Kenobi. Oh, Cal Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. Soon as, as soon as the games are done, they're going to go right Cal, to Disney Plus for uh, Ken- Kenobi's I got, brother. I gotta say it, Cal Worthington Kenobi. That's his full name. But so uh, they, got, they got the name, the last name, the right letter right, but it was Kenobi. It's Cal <laughs> Kenobi. Yeah. Um, man, this browser is just shitting up. Uh, Disney should look into Warner Brothers. Made $850 million in two weeks with Legacy Game. And now can make so much more in the next ten years with the with the HP sales or with the with the Harry Potter series. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's there's definitely things that that they've done, but then you could also look at like the losses and the the, the mistakes and like doing some of the characters that they've done with the Rock and Shazam and what happens when you don't pick the right character to try to like lead the films in the right moments and stuff like that. That's there's just there's a lot of Warner Brothers just hasn't been having a good time from what I understand overall, and that Harry Plus, Potter series stuff hasn't really hasn't happened like, yet. Game, we don't know. The Harry Potter games done well, but what about their other studios? Yeah. They were looking to sell TT and Neverone. Like the, there was documents released, like they were getting ready to get sell everything off, and with Neverone, they're working on a new Mortal Kombat that got announced by the CEO in a earnings call. And like the game director was like, "Oh, okay, you're just gonna do that then. Like, just break all the marketing. Like, he doesn't care. Like, a guy in charge like that just doesn't care about the products that they're putting out. And TT now they're being forced off Mando DLC, Lego Batman stuff they wanted to make to make a Harry Potter open world game purely because this game's doing well. 
and they didn't yeah. want to make it, and now they're being forced to. So they're going all in on Harry Potter, but like, it's not what the people that have been tasked to make them necessarily want. Yeah. Well, and that that's that's like the other thing is that that legacy game by all accounts is great, but at the same time, like it's good as a game. You don't, you know, you don't. I don't think you go and then you don't fuck with that. You keep making games at that quality, like that game. You make Legacy Two or whatever, but you can't just like like keep pumping them out. That that's what they're gonna. They're probably gonna end up offsetting all of their gains with their stupid calls Here's in the, the aftermath. I'm gonna take it to a different level though, right? Okay. And this is my take on it. I got nothing to prove this, but this is my my. Uh, uh, observation um the harry potter game isn't about you being harry potter and reliving all the fucking moments from movies it's about mm -hmm. going to hogwarts you feel like you really went there and you're a student there mm -hmm. what location do we have in star wars where everyone's dying to go to in a video game Carousel. they just say i want That's star wars that just means endless planets and shit they're not saying a specific fucking place uh, it's, well, it's it's coruscant. coruscant is the only so, one people want Open so they're going to have to set up no. some Jedi Temple fucking thing on Coruscant, yeah. you know, the Jedi like, Temple. like it's, yeah. it, but they, they have to learn these lessons. They tend to not learn those lessons, Jason. They tend to wrap it around a new protagonist or a series of Luke Skywalker, like surrogates, you know, and they have mm -hmm. to like really invest in transporting you to another world that you've always wanted to go to. And yeah. I don't know if the mentality is there for that. I don't think like, well, like, that way. Like, like, yeah, like in that Harry Potter game, you're like a fifth year who starts as a fifth year because, like, I guess they just discover you late or something. I don't know. I don't know why it's like, why it's that way, but that's like how it goes. But like in Star Wars, they're like, oh, you're nine, you're too old, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, so like Star yeah, Wars can't it, really do it's that. Like, it's really <laughs> weird. It's really weird. It's one of those weird decisions. I get George is like, oh, see, if, uh, if uh, you know, if, if, if they don't let kids in and they got a kid, it's a problem. Like, but if you have the kids, oh, it's so fucking weird. You know, they got the kids. Well, and you can't no, have it's the because kids, it's because of they do have kids. They have bobbles on their fucking heads and shit. It's so, because if you if you, you get them after that age, they 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 have attachment issues. That's that's the point. But him. there is a chance to create that. I don't know why people are fucking wanting to go to a boarding school of all fucking things, but that's what Harry Potter is all about. It's like, let's get excited about going to a fucking, let's leave our parents and go get raised by weirdos. Oh, yeah. In a, in a convent, let's you know, like let's leave hills. our <laughs> parents and go hang out with Emma Watson. That sounds like a terrible it's, time. Americans love this idea because they love everything they don't actually have except free healthcare. So, like, the real lesson to be taken away is we should all be having free healthcare, but they want boarding schools. So, but there is a chance. Rob, like that's why the shame I, of the High Republic stuff is that they went and created another, another galaxy war when they probably should have been thinking about creating like a a real strong academy like setting, a real one, not like the Kevin J. Anderson. You know, we're in a haunted temple now, but you know, like an actual fucking. You come in and out, you go through semesters. You know what I mean? Like you start. You start there with the kid and you go through it till they graduate to be a Jedi Knight. You know, like that should be their phase one, two, three, and four bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because just another book series of, you know, copycat Star Wars battles we've all seen a million times isn't going to drive those, this, this, you know, it's not going to get that fervor that you want from a Harry Potter game that, that, that $150 million in two weeks. You know, yeah, maybe over the lifetime, but not in two weeks. You know? Well, the, the, but the one thing I would say is that that Harry Potter game, the reason why it is ultimately like a successful like, uh, you know, contribution to the Harry Potter thing 
is that it allows you to go into the whole Harry Potter world at the same time. You're not only in Hogwarts. You're able to go around like the the grounds, the outside to to the fucking place where Harry Potter gets his wand and all that shit. Like all of that stuff is there and the wilderness is out there as well. So there is stuff that I, I, I haven't played Jedi Survivor yet, but there there may be some more commonalities between them than than not. This is the at problem, the end of the day. I haven't, I'm, I'll, that, I'll tell that, you soon. That's a specific temple with a village and a surrounding area. Coruscant's a fucking planet. Like, like, it's, like it is. Well, th- that's you know why. How big a planet is, Jason? Like, no, I don't. Like, but, but that, that that's why you, you don't go. That's why you don't go with Bespin as a planet. You go with Cloud City. You go. You don't go with Coruscant as a planet. You go with like but no one's aching to Jedi go to, to or... Cloud City. No one's like, man, that Cloud City game. That's two eight hundred fifty million in two well, weeks. It, it, it's it's because we in all the games, the recent ones, we've been Bespin's done very well in Battlefront, for example. Yeah, Coruscant hasn't have been done that, but that's because for what people want to be done right, it can't be done at this like they can't do it like the original game the original battlefront games it's really basic like to to do to have the film coruscant in the game it's not possible Mm -hmm. so you know (sighs) correction it would be possible if it was pre-rendered backgrounds like final fantasy Right, remember old Final Fantasy games like pre-rendered backgrounds. You can walk around but, in front of them. You could do it but, that way. But but open world cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, procedurally generate movie quality assets. It's well, like we said, I, I said before, the the Lego game did it fantastic. Like mm-hmm. because it's a Lego game, people wrote it off. But specifically, yeah. Coruscant and Tatooine. Like you've got Moz Esper, Moz Eisley, John Lumbais. You've got all the main like every part of Star Wars films and whatnot. Of Tatooine is there, and you can just travel from one area to the other. Coruscant, you've got the seven, and, and it's and it's not small. It's actually no, like a pretty no. good like it, it, bit of great. territory. It, it's actually yeah. really really well done, and it feels more than just like the old Lego games. Like it's got something to it. Like, and I really liked that about so many of the locations, especially um, Tatooine and Coruscant. It's just that because it's Lego, a lot of people just was like, "Oh, I'm not interested." But like, if they right. if that they want open world Coruscant, they got it. It's just you know, a, a kid's But game the mentality, the as a true, at Lucasfilm, I look, I see timelines and eras. I see them, like, working in, like, like dates, like, like it's the Jurassic Neozoic fucking period. I don't see them going, hey, we got this new series of books. It takes place on Jeddah at the height of fucking Jeddah, and it's about these kids that actually go there, and you're going to spend the next seven years, and we got this fucking, we got this famous author you've always wanted to have. They're writing it, and they're going to build all, all this stuff. And then we're also going to have some tie-in animated series, you know, to kind of like work this in and feed that into a group of fans for four or five years, a very specific location. They don't do that. They create like an era, you know, and that that is just in much, Jason, much the way that you complain about the Old Republic, which I agree with. It's just like an era that's surrogating for the thing you wanted something else to be, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not sure. actually any different than really than what you're getting now it just you feel like it's different because you know it's a game it's not it's not you have to going to a specific place and transporting there is what cameron's really good he's since he's been underwater you know he he makes you feel like what it was like when he went underwater that that's just not something that a studio is good at doing an auteur an author can do it you know like it's it's very hard at a macro level to create that feeling for an audience it's a micro level thing well hopefully we end up with uh 
the 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 new raid Jedi Order starting film right. ends up doing that, that might be what allows them to make their Hogwarts game. That that this might that be temple, it. You know? They have to make the temple and the location feel magical. It can't just feel like oh, it's another yeah blue blue lines doors. blue lines with like yeah. little things, and that means the cube comes out. Like, yeah, you want to see stuff on shelves. You don't want to hit the button and then the safety deposit box opens up and gives you the magic cool thing. You want to see the cool shit all over the house, basically, or all over the school. And you want to go get a fucking butter beer and, you know, get party with Jawas down at the thing on your time Mm. off. Like, this is, they don't, none of those stories had those moments from the books. And look, I read them all. When, when I met my wife, I had no freaking choice. I held out. Yeah, they're good books. But I, I, I know I liked them. Well, I didn't like the first two. You could skip the first two, jump right to the third. Yeah, the um, first two are kind pointless. of pointless. Dumb. But. but but that it's that cycle of seasons of going to school and experiencing time with your friends that that's what makes you feel like you've been to that place. Mm-hmm. And uh, Star Wars, when it just goes to a location over and over again, you end up with that Tatooine effect. You know, mm-hmm. like you really got to make people want to be there. Not anyway. I've said it. Yeah, I would. I would go. I when you said Jedi, I was like, yeah, I play a game. At about a point of being on Jedha and going into the places where there's civilization with Jedi and then there's ruins because it doesn't all have to be ruined at the same time. Could it have been all it was be a mixture of both. So far back yeah. too, you know what I mean? That it wasn't, it didn't look like how it looked when we see it in yeah. Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, right. It might have been like Mesopotamia, kind of or something like that. Right. But um, anyway, as we've gone on really long, I'm sure Bespin's watching football or something right now. Um, I am. I'm not doing anything. I'm just okay. <laughs> It's just so quiet. Um, but uh, we'll be back on Monday. If any, anything huge happens, I'll jump back on, of course. But I doubt. Well, Jason's I, going I, to CinemaCon, so he won't be here next week. I wanted to go to CinemaCon, but I didn't go. Um, I told him a week to try and go to CinemaCon. Yeah, they're supposed to show some Indiana Jones there. So hopefully we get, hopefully we hear something cool about it. But and the Flash. Flash. I saw the, the Flash trailer last night, though. I wasn't, I wasn't super sold on the Flash. It's not feeling it. It's not. I want to, but I'm just not. I also saw the, the uh, blue beetle beetle trailer, and that looked like a fucking to me. That looks like a fucking streaming movie that they're trying to get well, you to pay for. Work. Yeah, you know. I'm I mean, not. it looks like it. It looks like it though. Like like uh, Evil Dead. I saw Evil Dead. That was supposed to be a streaming movie that became a movie. Doesn't look like it's a. Doesn't look like it's yeah, a streaming horror, movie. Like you can do a lot mm-hmm. with horror, like on a small yeah. budget. Like how much was Evil Dead? Was it fifteen million? Mm-hmm. To make rise, um, yeah, yeah, like with something like Blue Beetle, so VFX heavy, like yeah, you know, it's yeah. I but for what it is, I think it looks fine. I don't think mm-hmm. it looks amazing, but I think it looks decent enough. I just wanted to be. It a fun reminds me movie. of the first Shazam movie. It was like, oh, it's like a CW show on the big screen, mm-hmm. you know, like a little yeah. bit more budget. But I mean, it it's great me... to see you know representation. I mean that that's half mm-hmm. my family is is Miguel's family. I'm like, hey, you know, like that's great. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it looks like Shazam to me. Like I can't see how there's any difference personally, you know. And and the yeah. the, the scene that gets me is when he's get when he's getting the blue beetle attachment and he's screaming, right? And his family's like doing community like improv. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, oh, like they're they're not reacting in the same tone that 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 lead actor is. So I'm like it seems weird to me, you know. It doesn't. It's not a cohesive bit right there. But Do you think whatever. it's just the way that the trailer's been cut to make it seem that? No, way? I'm talking about the way they're acting in the scene. Like if mm. you look at how he is, and then you just watch. Like I've watched it where I'm just watching them, and then I'm watching him. 
And yeah. I'm like, are they even there watching? I don't, you know what I mean? It's just, it's almost like that's a fault of the director, in my opinion. But mm, yeah. yeah, I asked my 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 kids about Shazam. I was like, because I try not to like let them know what I think about things, let them come to their own ideas and likes and stuff. And I was like, Shazam. They were like, no, definitely not. And they're like, why is Shazam so old? That's what they said. And not that they didn't even, they don't even get that he's a kid who turns into the old guy. Um, and then, uh, but when it came to uh, Blue Beetle, I asked them and they were like, it was like, um, yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, they were kind of like, they were a lot more open to like to a Blue Beetle. So it probably shows what I know. You know what I mean? In terms of like what they're, who they're trying to sell it to and who probably. will buy it. Your, your kids are like next level. Like Penny's favorite movie is The Founder. And they all just know <laughs> need to watch Evil Dead Rise. You know, your That's kids fair. make greasy dog hot dog jokes, dude. You know, I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I did censor that. I didn't show them the whole movie, though. I censored it. I just let them see a couple of the scenes. But yeah, right. Yeah, that movie is. Oh man. But anyways, thanks for hanging out with me today, guys. And uh, I'm we'll 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 think back to this, and when we hear about what the movie actually is, we'll all laugh about how dumb we are and how smart they are because their ideas would be so good and ours would be so dumb. I'm hoping. And if our ideas, and if our ideas are better, then we we laugh at them and we say, "Ha ha, Kathleen Kennedy." I get, play, mm-hmm. I get to play the song when we're wrong, Jason, or when I'm wrong. I, <laughs> I like playing true. the song. He hasn't played that song in a while. That's played true. it last week three times. You didn't watch the show. <laughs> all right, guys. Busy, I was. Busy. <laughs> yeah. It was it was Mando week, and then we were all we all had a lot on our plates. But all right, guys. Well, we'll see everybody n- next week, and. Uh, have a good weekend. If you go to the movies, I like Evil Dead a lot. Um, I think it's worth seeing. Pretty good overall. But all right, bye guys. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! No, you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships. <laughs>